This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. State elections are just around the corner and Undi Iklim Slango 2023 is a campaign to present to voters the direct stand of each candidate on matters pertaining to climate action, conservation of natural resources, good governance and so much more. A joint effort between Gabungan Darurat Iklim Malaysia or GDIMY and Gabungan Bertindak Malaysia, GBM, it is part of a citizen education series to encourage Malaysians towards mature democratic action and thinking. So today on the show, I'm joined by Kennedy Michael. He's the co-founder and communications coordinator of Gabungan Dararat Iklim Malaysia. He's also the lead coordinator of Undi Iklim Slango 2023. He's going to help shed more light on all of this. Welcome, Kennedy. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for the welcome and for the invitation, Juliet. Hello, everyone. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, Kennedy. Really nice to see you again. So you guys uh, have been very, very busy right up from, you know, GE15, right? I mean, these are these things that you've been working on since then. But I think, you know, maybe let's just start with a, a reminder to our listeners about Gabungan Darurat Iklim Malaysia. Can you just remind us about what it is uh, that you guys do? So Gabungan Darurat Iklim is a coalition of uh, NGOs, CBOs, CSOs and individuals who have come together um, as a loose coalition, meaning we're not a registered entity to address the issue of uh, climate change and climate emergency. Uh, to that end, we worked together for a year to produce a letter of demand to the Malaysian government to declare a climate emergency, which we successfully completed and handed to the government of uh, Dr. Ismail Sabri mm-hmm. and uh, we were promptly ignored. And then again to uh, YB Minister Nick Nazmi, who you know made time for us, which is nice, and there's an ongoing dialogue with uh, with that ministry, mm-hmm. um, which we hope will bear fruit okay. after the PRN. Okay, okay. So, and and of course, you know, uh, you did uh, Undi Iklim kicked off last, uh, well, last year, isn't it? I mean, can you just remind our listeners also because we we did ca- catch up with the folks from Greenpeace, I think, uh, uh, you know, to help us ex- uh, to help explain what that was all about. Can you also just remind us about what happened then? So we stumbled on the idea where well, I stumbled on the idea and I said let's do this you know let's uh-huh. let's get get them in front of the camera and, and talk about things that we are trying to to put front and center and so we we conceived this idea of of uh, doing Undi Iklim uh-huh. and then our partners government between up Malaysia they had been working on manifesto rakyat as well as uh, they had worked on uh, an mp.info portal mm. where they profiled all the, the incumbents and the potential new uh, candidates uh, on and not graded them but basically put it into, into segments or categories of how they performed, what was positive, what was negative, a bit about their background, their education, their training, uh, and then also the snuffles. Because <laughs> <laughs> we always forget that, right, when it comes time for elections. And yeah, yeah, it's always important to have those reminders. Yeah. So, uh, and so we, uh, the aim at that time, I think was, there were a total of 954, or was it 945 candidates? Uh, and so our partners, government between up Malaysia, they reached out uh, as best they could to all the candidates. We got 10, 10 responses. <laughs> <laughs> I did some stats on it. it was like 0.008% or something like that, you know, but it was fine. We, we understood that, you know, this is new even to the, the candidates uh, where they, they don't go to a Chirama and then, you know, in, in my balance, talk rubbish really. <laughs> uh, uh, and, you know, try to convince people to give them the vote, you know, as yeah. opposed to I, I, I have 
a question for you, and I want you to answer this question. It's framed within the constitution, within governance, you know, and so try to answer that because not all, although majority of your, your voters, uh, you know, uh, don't know these things, right? So the idea was also to educate voters to ask intelligent questions because the, the vote is, yes, it's personal, you know, but the vote's also strategic. Mm -hmm. You know, one, one person making a stupid decision, whatever that decision could be, or making a good decision affects everybody else. You know, and we yeah. saw the results of that in G15. Yeah. You know, so there's no arguing with that logic. All right. So, so well, God bless those 10 who did uh, respond to you. <laughs> and I suppose that's also, you know, I mean, you you did sort of uh, think that this would be something that you continue for uh, upcoming elections, right? And that's why you're doing it again for these state elections. Uh, but of course, the focus here is for Slango, I suppose, right? Because of, obviously that's where we are. Uh, let's talk about Undi Iklim Slango 2023, right? Um, talk to us about the idea behind this particular campaign and how how you've gone about trying to, well, what it is that you are asking uh, the, the candidates it's about okay so we start with uh, the fact that we're still working with government between that malaysia okay uh this time the portal is uh my adun.info uh -huh. so previously it was my mp so this is my adun.info uh again the same exercise it was a little bit more challenging because the window was very small this time uh so they had their hands full even they had uh challenges uh, getting volunteers to do it um, and then the questions are similar, but it's more skewed towards Slango. And then we have an add-on part, which I, I think you've seen. There's one part which is specific to the constituency, uh, because prior to this, it was quite common to to uh, helicopter mm. um, candidates. Uh, and then this time around, there are also many new candidates being fielded, which is a positive thing. Um it's about that pain point that I talked about. You know, at some point you've got a transition, yeah. uh, and so far everybody's been well behaved except for the, the shenanigans that happened in Penang. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's a bunch of rapid fire questions, which is in a way kind of uh, kind of uh, similar to the earlier questions, but it has slightly more focus on on slang or slang or issues. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're very clear. So you do send a letter sort of like explaining what it is you're doing, right? You're providing that platform uh, for the, you know, for the upcoming state elections and you give the candidates 20 minutes to answer, what is it? Eight policy questions, three vision statements and 10 rapid fire questions, as you mentioned, right? And then again, another five minutes to tell voters why they should vote for you. Why did you come up with this sort of framework uh, with those time limits and everything? I mean, what was the idea behind that? Well, well it's understandable that they're very busy you know, to be fair to them, uh, they, they spend their money or somebody's money to stand in the elections uh, and then you could lose it like like happened in G15. Uh, so it's respect, you know, it's respect to them, respect to the people who put faith in them, that everybody's time is valuable. You know, they may, they may be standing uh, as a candidate and become a politician, mm -hmm. uh, but time is, is really important. I wouldn't want anybody to waste my time, okay. you know, and so I, I don't want to waste their time either. Okay. Uh, so, so that's one. Uh, the second part is um, I put myself in their shoes and I think about what voters would want to know from me mm -hmm. beyond the fact that am I going to get another voucher, another subsidy, another bread basket, another bag of rice, you know, which all have been done to death and serve no purpose. Yeah. You know, what effective changes have you done from government to government? And in, in our country, it's, it's really quite easy, you know, 
uh, if you if you look at the the finance when before we use the ringgit we use the dollar mm. right and then we split with singapore and you look at how that has changed our value uh to the to the singapore dollar and you can make any excuse that you want right uh, about why it's easy to run singapore but you, you don't make an excuse about why you're worse off than somebody else when you have so much more resources you know and then 65 years down the road look at look at where we are it's shameful you know it's shameful it's disappointing it's disgusting you know it's uh, it's abhorrent it's abysmal it's a uh, for me knowing what what the founding fathers wanted this this isn't where we should be you know we we had the opportunity to be one of the greatest nations on earth and just blew it you know and a huge part of that blowing it was ignorance you know and apathy which is uh, you know our our hallmarks unfortunately yes. unfortunately it's our hallmarks you know we're, we're so apathetic i think i told you about the incident that happened today uh, where you know mm. i had to cut the flags uh, of the political parties because they were placed right across a pedestrian crossing near a school and and where we live in in an 18 tamil lawati we got 5840 households thousands of people passing by i've been meaning to do it for days and finally i managed to find the time to do it but nobody even noticed that mm. you know yeah. so so what do you guys do you just drive around blindly you know nothing about the laws you know nothing about how these things endanger other people especially school children and then the people who are hired to put this up you're, you're equally brainless and then the, the political parties you don't go and check on these things mm. so how are you going to serve me if you can't do a basic thing like protect the rights of children to cross the road safely like if somebody has to tell you that there's something wrong with the way you think you know mm. and that's a problem right for the politicians themselves who don't think these things are important you know that how you conduct yourself how you carry yourself we know it's campaign time we have no issues with that you know it's quite festive in some ways it's quite nice to see but what about the laws did the laws get suspended suddenly mm-hmm. and, and what does the local council do nothing mm-hmm. Yeah, it would seem that way, you know, because I you know, and I'm guilty of this. I didn't even notice it. Uh the, the honest truth is I didn't I, do, I don't think I even registered it uh, and I might have driven by it as well. And yeah, I just like oh god, more flags, you know, is that sort of like all right. And it seems like yeah, there's no rules at this point in time, but you're very right, you know, this is they should this there shouldn't be uh there shouldn't be an avenue for them to break the laws just because it's a uh, election and campaigning period as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you did bring it up uh, you know I don't know just just share with our listeners yeah, what happened. I did, yeah. I just you know uh I told both the the, the political parties mm-hmm. and they said hey, you know you guys got to do better than this. You you're trying to you're, you're lawmakers, you know. You're lawmakers and then here you are breaking the law. But it's not just the breaking of the law. It's the fact that it didn't even occur to you that you're endangering the lives of pedestrians. Yeah. You know that's really irresponsible. So how are you going to get on the soapbox and preach? if you can't do basic things now that worries me because if you can't do the basic things how on earth are you going to do the big things you know this is basic right stuff we teach our children it's stuff we teach people at school and if you can't do the small things then there's no way you're going to be able to do the the, the big things and there's no way you're going to be able to do it right and this is where all the cutting corners the shortcuts and all that stuff comes in and that's what has led us to where we are Okay. 
All right. Um, but, you know, here we are, you know, we do want to, uh, I mean, part of the, the campaign, of course, as I mentioned earlier, is to to get voters to to make more informed decisions, right? To be more mature. Uh, and we're going to uh, come back after the quick break and, you know, find out, you know, about how the campaign has been going so far. You know, who are the adults who have uh, responded, who are the candidates, sorry, who have responded to you? Let's find out about that after this quick break. I'm speaking today to Kennedy Michael. He's the co-founder and communications coordinator for Gabungan Darurat Iklim Malaysia. He's also the lead coordinator of Undi Iklim Selangor 2023, uh, which is a joint effort uh, with Gabungan Bertindak Malaysia. It's a citizen education series to encourage Malaysians towards mature democratic action and thinking. Keep it right here on Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. On the line with me today, Kennedy Michael, the co-founder and communications coordinator of Gabungan Darurat Iklim Malaysia, or GDIMY. He's also the lead coordinator of Undi Iklim Slango 2023, which is a, a joint effort also with Gabungan Bertindak Malaysia. It's a citizen education series to encourage Malaysians towards mature democratic action and thinking. Uh, it's a campaign to present to voters di- the direct stand of each candidate on matters pertaining to climate action, conservation, of natural resources, good governance and more. Kennedy is helping to explain all of that to us. Uh, so Kennedy, you know, um, like we, we spoke about uh, before the break, right? So you presented, so you offered this to all of those who are campaigning, right? All of the candidates, right? Uh, and uh, to, they're given 20 minutes, as we mentioned, answer eight policy questions, three vision statements, 10 rapid fire questions and five minutes to tell voters why they should vote for you. Uh, talk to me about how the, I mean, so you conducted interviews and, and you, you know, sent it out to everyone what has the response been so far? Well, for Slango, I think we have 112, 13 candidates um, for, because there are 56 uh, seats up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have at the moment from Muda, we've had Dobby, uh, Dobby Chu for uh, Sari Satya. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, Abilim from uh, Bandarutama. Um We've had uh, Zaid, we've had um, uh, Akbar, uh, and then we've had from PSM, we've had uh, Professor Darren Ong. Interestingly, Darren was uh, the steering committee chairman for GDIMY, okay. uh, you know. Uh, and then uh, we this afternoon we had uh, Sivarajan from uh, PSM in Kota Damansara, I think, yeah, I think for all of them, yes. Okay, okay. And so you've got, okay, so that's still uh, quite few. I mean, there's still a few days more to go, so we're not quite sure yet. Uh, there's still a couple more days to go. Um, and and they answered all those questions. I mean, what are some of your, some reflections from uh, some of the answers that you've received so far? Well, it's interesting that we, we, we all know the story of Muda and yeah. they made it clear why they're getting into the fray now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, there's a pain point, right? How do you transition from from all experienced people with baggage and bad habits. <laughs> they have experience. <laughs> it's a good right? <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's the thing about experience and youth. And, you know, I work with a lot of youths. And what I always tell young people is that you your superpower is that you don't have baggage. It's both your limitation and your superpower because it allows you to see things in ways that we, we cannot mm. or we find it difficult to, you know. So all innovation tends to be driven by by this fresh way of looking at things. Right. It does mean that there's a lot they have to learn, uh, but it also means they have less bad habits. Mm. So that's, you know, that's one part of it. And, you know, so they're in the fray because they believe that at some point in the future, all the current old people are going to die. That's a fact of life. Right. And what happens suddenly? I asked this question. I said, what happens one day? 
the elections are called and nobody wants to run for office. Mm. It's possible. Yeah. You've never faced it, but you can't force a person to stand for office. It's a choice that they make, right? Whether it's a political party or whatever. But what happens if nobody does? You know? <laughs> really. Uh, and so so this this is the, the, the thought behind it, that when a person stands, they're doing something very, very brave. You know, and whether you think they're going to win, they're going to lose or whatever, they're doing something that you're not doing. Mm. You know, so why are you criticizing them? A lot of people have criticized uh, you know, new candidates, independent candidates. Uh, and I so, said, well, what are you doing about it? Why don't you go and stand? Because all we do is react and mm. contribute to the problems. Right? And say, oh, I pay my taxes. Well, so does that person. So, so does the person standing. You know, but they're choosing to do something about it they're choosing to affect it they're choosing to put everything on the line because everything gets on the line mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so this is one of the, the new things they were the first to, to say yes and they were very accommodating um, and so that was good that was refreshing like I said none of the old people have reached out to me <laughs> you know and that, that's telling because you think you're so good Correct. you know you think that this is not an important exercise and, and I'm beginning to think that maybe uh, they don't want to address this because it's hardball questions Mm. You know, it's yes, no. Uh, I had one, one former can uh, one former. I don't say to me, why wow, your questions all like like university stuff. Huh? It's very you know like very in a box. And I said yes because you're politicians. You know, there, there, there's a way to give a straight answer, yes or no. You know, but you never want to give a straight answer. So this forces you to give a straight answer. Exactly. So there's no room to lie. And I'm intelligent enough to figure it out myself, especially since we're working with the state government on ground. You know, mm -hmm. so if you do something right, we're crazy for you. If you do something wrong, we'll criticize for you. That's democracy. You know, you don't have to feel bad or put people in jail and stuff. It's it's life, right? Yeah. So uh so the questions are designed like that. You know, of course we give them uh we give them room to elaborate. And we even have one of the choices that you can say I don't know. Okay. Because not fair. everybody yeah. knows everything all the time. And if you if you need help, you want to talk to us before. Uh, you can contact us and say, "Hey, can you explain what this means and stuff?" You know, there's there's no there's no sin, there's no crime, there's no shame in not knowing something, uh, as opposed to pretending to know something, uh, and then you know creating a mess because you the whole idea of a little a little knowledge is dangerous, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, so that's one one really good part. The other one also is we're focused because Adams are actually the real power in a lot of ways because they are on the ground. You know, it's interesting that you have the state legislative uh, assembly person, right? Or Ahli Dewan Undangan Negeri. And they're referred to generally as Wakil Rakyat, right? Because they deal with the local government, you know, the municipality the most. And under that operation, they're, they're the, the local councillors, which, which up to date is all politically appointed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have the federal issue where you have the member of parliament. So look at how it's named. You know, and what is parliament? Parliament is, is legislation. Yeah. Right? It's about legis purely about legislation. So especially in Kuala Lumpur itself, uh, with I specific one, you, you don't have the Aduns for them. So that's a, a whole kettle of fish that you know uh, organizations like Gallery Plus are trying to deal with. So we should have Aduns as well. You know, because these people go and they make laws and the rest of the time they come and do, do stuff, but they don't really affect the local councils. But the Adun does. Mm. You know, so their job is 
uh, I wouldn't say the term wouldn't be subservient, but they they um, they sit under the, the federal laws. So you can't make a law at the state legislative assembly that is in contravention of federal law, right? So and there's an ongoing court uh, court case in in Klantan about this matter. Okay, so. Um, the second part of it is to do with that. In your local constituency, what are the issues? So that means that you have to know people. Yeah. You have to know the locals. You have to pound the ground. You know, uh, you, you, you have to connect with communities and, and talk to them and listen to what they have to tell you, right? But then you also have a responsibility uh, where you have a vision for that place. So you... Uh, and interestingly enough, I was telling one of the interviews this, this afternoon, I said, uh, this section about Wawasan, you know, uh, what is your vision for this place? And uh, all of them answer in the negative, oh. meaning that, you know, they, they always tie to a problem. Oh, okay. So, oh, uh, the, the road, the traffic issue, the, the housing issue, the days, the day. I said, no, that, that's not my question. My question is, what is your vision? So I can tell you, my vision for Taman Melawati is that by 2020, we become a completely zero-waste society. We're low-carbon, we're smart, intelligent. We've, we've locked the, the natural resources in a protective bubble. You know, and that's what we're working towards. That's the vision. None of them can give you a vision. Mm. You know, and, and I don't blame them because they're always in this siege condition. But, you know, you have that person. Because if you don't have a vision, what are you working towards? Yeah, because yeah, constantly troubleshooting, isn't it? You know, and yes, for the, for the longest time, we've had to deal with troubleshooting. But even at the river, you know, we start with a vision. We acknowledge all the problems that mm, we have. Mm. But in the end, we know we, what, where we want to get. So that the problems are part of the landscape, but they're not the main thing. You know, that, yeah. that doesn't define what the end outcome is that we're working towards. So then the third part of the questions are, are rapid fire. So we summarize a lot of things like, for example, how PBTs work, you know, how local government agencies work in a, in a local sense, uh, procurement processes for, for government at the state level, at the PBT level. We talk about uh, participation through mechanisms. For example, if the government forms a committee to work out the the, the, the Climate Change Act for Slango, then it should be populated by NGOs, by activists, by the people who are going to get screwed by the climate the worst, you know, not just by some experts who, mm. you know, and then you have a pretty useless act. So these, these are the, the rapid fire questions. And again, it's like yes, no pass. You know? uh, in, in the first eight questions, uh, there are a few radical ideas put forward. The question eight is about the Harmony Act. Mm. And the Harmony Act is about preventing the, the the tyranny or oppression of the majority. You know, so yeah. you have, oh, I don't agree with this, that, this, that. Yes, but I'm a human being. I don't think like you. And, you know, why, why should I? Why I cannot live? Yeah, but, you know? yeah, why must I make that accommodation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so can we not choose a better baseline? That it's not your belief, not the mainstream culture, but humanity. You know, and if you do no harm, if you can do no good, at least do no harm. Mm -hmm. And then let's foster understanding. You know, it's the, the idea about decriminalizing uh, drug use to see it as a, a health issue. And in many places, they've managed to deal with that situation. You know, so taking a very 
compassionate approach to harmony. Instead of saying, oh, you cannot talk about this, you cannot talk about that, you cannot talk about this. You know, and but today, Lawyers for Liberty asked uh, Prime Minister Anwar that question, which we raised last week at the roundtable to amend the federal constitution, where we want to put the right to clean air, the right to clean water, and the right to protection of the environment as one of the first 15 articles, the fundamental liberties part of the federal constitution, because that will enable all the other laws and acts to function, right? So, uh, and that question is true. You know, why are you using these things, right? They don't exist in the constitution. But we say we mm. uphold the constitution, yeah. and I do. Now, I don't have issues with the things in the constitution, but hey, do it now. Do the thing that's in there. Do the thing that's in Article 153 after, you know, uh, uh, oh, the new economic policy is as old as I am. Almost right, mm -hmm. and I still see my Malay brothers and sisters struggling and suffering. Why? You know why? Because we're never going to move forward as a nation or as a country if we don't move forward together. And we've seen this. We've seen this. You know, hobble step. You know, one step forward, three thousand steps behind, crawling in the mud kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. You know, at a time when we should be leading the pack. You know, for everything that we have been blessed with in Malaysia, you know, we, we should be leading, we should be the beacon. But look, because we just have no harmony, we, we cannot work together, we don't want to accept each other, and we're hobbling. And then, you know, PMX does the same thing and does this stuff, which is really disappointing. Okay. But, you know, at the, at the crux of this also, it is called a climate uh, undi iklim, a climate emergency state election, right? And you do want to bring that to the forefront as well, isn't it? And you've laid out some demands as well, right? Or some things that, you know, you want our candidates to prioritise. Uh, maybe you can help outline those as well for us. Yes. So the, the big question, the first question is, you know, whether they will support uh, or they will table uh, the, the motion to create climate the Climate Change Act and also to declare a climate emergency. Mm. And, and we, we had this before with our present MB uh, and the talk was always not necessary, maybe yes, no. And then the floods happened in, 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 uh, in Sri Muda. And then the conversation changed, right? And everybody has this misunderstanding, it's fear that if you declare a climate emergency, you have to do this by this time and that, 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 and which is all wrong. And this is what happens when you talk to experts who have no idea what they're talking about. The first thing about declaring a climate emergency is the lens that you look through everything, right? So now when you look at governance, you know, you take into account all the impacts present and future of the climate emergency or climate act. So now there's a requirement that you do certain due diligences that were not present before, that you're more careful with certain things that, that you weren't so uh, required to be careful about, that you don't take certain things from granted you know, in all the decision-making, all the evaluation, all the technical discourse, you weigh in with these, uh, with these things or look at it through this lens. You know, and that doesn't make us weaker or make things more complicated. It safeguards us. It protects us. You know, sure, we made all those mistakes in the past. Forget about it, right? Just acknowledge that, yes, those things happened. Why they happened? Now, moving forward, what do we do? Do we make sure that 53 people don't die again in Sri Muda? How do we do that? Mm. Right? And the clear, easy answer is that when they were told, they didn't listen. And then the federal government fights with the state government while people sit on their roofs 
Can you believe this? People sit on their roofs in a modern metropolitan Malaysia for three days, you know, while two sides of government argue, you know, about whose responsibility it is. You can't even pick up the phone and say, hey, these people need to be saved. You know, they need help. Put yourself, put your mother, put your aged father. If you have a, if you have a child who is, is, uh, is disabled, you know, someone who's on the stretchers, you know, lying on that roof. Where are you going to pee? Where are you going to poop? You know, where are you going to pray? What are you going to eat? And then what happens if you get hit by lightning? Don't, don't they think about these kind of things? They, they still want to laugh about it and say it's not important. And if you tell me that's not important, then you've just spat on the lives of the 53 people who died in those floods, including a newborn baby. So it's not a funny thing. It's not something we dismiss and say, oh, we don't need it. We do. Because everything that you've done before this has not worked. You know, and so now it's time to be serious and be compassionate and say, okay, we will do this. And this is what it means. It's not a way to limit you. You know, it's a way to find a way through the challenges ahead of us. It's an enabler. It's not punitive. You know, these laws enable certain things to happen that didn't happen before so that we can make better decisions. You know, education, business, taxation, you know, procurement, you know, the policies, the directions we want to take. Do we trash our forests? I mean, look, for the longest time, you've sat through so many of this, right? How much forest do we have? You know, Adam Farhan from, from Rainbow Watch, <laughs> one of our, our, our colleagues, you know, yep, yep. says, oh, we have, we have, we have, we have. Now the government says, we're, we're not even sure how much we have. Yeah. Right? So while all this while you were sure, and then now you're not sure. So just come clean now. You're messed up. You know, we all know we're not stupid. Stop treating us as stupid, you know, and work together. That's the other part about declaring climate emergency is an invitation to work together with the citizens. What's so hard? I mean, why are you so afraid? Because the power of the citizens, right, if they if they realize their power, right, it's it's overwhelming. It's a tsunami on its own. And uh, they, I would say that they are afraid of that, actually. And then you have to ask why. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you have to ask why. Because so, we're forgiving, you know, we're yeah. very forgiving. So, so those are, and, and, you know, there's so many other things also, you know, that you've asked them, you know, for, uh, you know, in favor of a citizen's freedom to criticize and question the Governance Act, uh, you know, also uh, freedom, uh, freedom of expression and things like that, right? Anything else you want to just uh, highlight as well as part of, you know, what you're asking for? Yeah, so all, all those questions, uh, you know, I want to thank Mithubasar uh, Paslamo uh, because he took part in the GE15 on the Eclipse. Okay. And they gave some really good answers. You know, that, that not everything is absolute, there, there are nuances, and there are various things to consider. And that's an intelligent answer, and I perfectly understand it, you know, uh, that that there's so many interests interest to balance and to weigh, and, and what we don't want is we don't want chaos. You know, if there is chaos, we're going to be able to manage it, right? So um, all these things that we ask are about how we're going to move forward as a country, as a nation, and protect every one of our citizens, as well as all the animal life, the plant life, our forests, our biodiversity. I think it's been said to death we're the 12th most mega biodiverse uh, country on earth, you know, and that's something to be proud of. And we've been making huge strides, especially in Slango, the, the amount of uh, waste that's going out to the oceans has dropped. We used to be number two, we're now number three. 
you know, so so people have worked behind the scenes really hard, and this is includes government, you know, who have worked really hard with their agencies to make these things happen. So it, it can be a win for everyone, you know, but the enablers are in these questions. We have freedom to ask questions. We have freedom to criticize. We have freedom to give our opinion without fear. And that was the thing that was raised by Lawyers, lawyers for Liberty today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Bursay, you know, uh, warning the Prime Minister that, you know, don't shut everything down, right? Uh, and I, I understand, you know, I'm not naive. I know what's going on, you know, and why they do these things. And let, let this be the last time it's done. You know, whatever happens after this, if you win and all that stuff, then clean up and decide enough of that old stuff. As we move forward, these are the things we're going to do. And those are the things we will reject forever. You know, uh, I think that this kind of, of thing needs to happen. Uh, we, we recently celebrated uh, Nelson Mandela International Day at the river. Uh, we had the South African High Commission come to, to plant a tree in honor of Madiba. And what was really key was that they 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 decided to do 67 minutes in, in honor of the 67 uh, years of his life in service, you know, so one minute during the year. And it's that kind of uh, thing that we need to do, you know. We need to see we were 65 years old, you know, and everything that we do from here on, uh, you know, must must be retrospectively looking at all the bad things, all the bad decisions, and what we won't do again. Yeah. You know, a new way of thinking, a new way of being, you know, uh, a new way of being Malaysian. And a clear vision of what we want first and foremost, right? Having that before you talk about yeah, what's going to happen here, you can sort that all out. But have that clear vision of what it is you want to, what do you want to achieve? What do you want your state to be? Yes, yes. and and so for that to happen, first Malaysians have to stop being apathetic, <laughs> and they have to stop being ignorant. You That's know, a, tough uh, one. a big, a big, well, a big thing to to uh, Wabi Hanayo uh, when she. Uh, Revived the whole Rakan Muda idea. And one of the things was Rakan democracy. Mm-hmm. You know? But, <laughs> you know, is this a, a, a knee-jerk reaction to the fact that, you know, Undi 18 was fought and won by us and the previous government in, in the federal uh, level. And then it got used by the subsequent government to get what they got. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they realized, oh my God, we gave the vote to these people and we didn't prepare them. And then look at the mess. Now, all these things I'm saying are just out there. It's public knowledge, right? And I don't blame them. It's, you know, it's, it's, we were pushing for it. And I was saying that, sure, but I don't think so yet, you know, if you don't address this part. Mm. If you don't address this part, people don't even know which Jawatan Kerajaan, which is a local, local council, what's their function, who is your YDP, how does this work, you know, what's the MP. If you have no idea about all these things, then, then how are you going to? You know, it's like going to a job at a bank and then not knowing what you're supposed to do because, you know, you never yeah. train as a banker, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's both the politicians and the, and the, uh, the people itself. And I'll give you one example of this, right? So one of the candidates, and, you know, all respect, uh, I mentioned the Freedom of Information Act. Right? And he said, well, Slanga already has a Freedom of Information Act and so does Penang. It's just not at the federal level. So this tells you that, you know, the young people are thinking about these things and they're aware of these things. And I said, you know, it's good because it wasn't a trap question, mm-hmm. but it was it was for you to 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 know 
you know, how things are enabled at the at the state level and how things are enabled. Alignment of state and federal means of what non-alignment means, you know, and knowing knowing the laws. It's really important because you're a lawmaker, you know, and you need to know the laws. Uh, so that was refreshing to see. But then for the voters, you know, we, we need to, to upgrade our software. <laughs> we need to learn. You know, we cannot be just casting votes blindly. We cannot just be emotional about it. We cannot just take a bigoted uh, approach to it, you know, a sexist approach to it or any kind of uh, uh, oppressive way of voting. You know, the, the vote must be intelligent. Yes, it's your, your right, sure. But don't forget your role and your responsibility. If you cast your vote one way, you know, and sometimes it's about the lesser of two evils. You know, I think for me, the whole thing about Najib was the lesser of two evils, yeah. you know, and then it was proven there was two evils, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Tell, tell, tell me I'm wrong. No, no. You know, it was no. a fact. It was, you know, we, we traded one big evil for a smaller evil, then we paid a price for that. And then we're now trading evils again, you know. So I, I think it was a... Uh, uh, George Bernard Shaw or Bertrand Russell who, who said, you know, a government at its best is a necessary evil. You know, and, and that's what we should be, be looking at government as. You know, you, you've been given this trust, you've been given all the authority, the power, the resources. It's a dirty, ugly, filthy job, you know, and, and you have to do it. Mm. And so we pay you lots of money, we give you a lot of power, you know, mm. but how I wish we could be self-regulating so we don't need to have this. You know, and that that for me would be an aspiration for you know, our species. Because, you know, if not, then we're just a uh, we're just a congress of baboons, <laughs> you know, to, to yeah. use an idiom, right? And yeah. we'll always and forever be a congress of baboons. You look at how they talk in parliament, and there's no decorum saying, look, you know, let me finish talking. And then you can talk and I'll listen, you know, but this is all this shouting over each other and all that stuff is, th this is what we've allowed. I mean, if an informed citizen says that bullshit has to stop, you know, and the next time they see their MP, they will get a dressing down, you know, and, and they will know this is the last year I'm going to get our votes. Yeah. Right? So one, one particular candidate is feeling it now. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So well, you know, we are heading uh, to to our to our various constituencies this this Saturday, and of course, you know, for the interviews that have been recorded, uh, you know, for uh, for this campaign for Undi Iklim uh, Slango twenty twenty three, we can head to my dash adun dot info uh, to to watch all of that and to get all the information there, right, uh, Kennedy? Yes. Okay. That's correct, and you can also see all the videos at our YouTube site and okay. on our Facebook page. Okay, and of course, you know, just follow uh, follow you guys uh, on social media, of course, uh, and you've got your website. There's uh, gdimyorg.weeksite.com, uh, and I think all the information is there as well. So, uh, and of course, on on all the various social media channels as well, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, all right, Kennedy. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Any uh, concluding message or any any last message to our voters uh, before I let you go? Uh, yes, please do visit the the my Adun, uh, info site. Uh, and find out, you know, find out about your candidate. Uh, that there's no, I'm not saying this person is good or bad. You you have to weigh, you have to make those decisions. Also think about things that affect you on a daily basis and see if this person in their speech at least 
uh, is aware of it. You know, being aware of it is one. And then whether they have a track record of doing things. Granted, there are new candidates. Don't punish the new candidates. Doesn't matter which party they are from. DAP has new candidates. Uh, PKR has new candidates. PN has new candidates. Wuda has new candidates. It's part of life. It's how you know how you transition. It's like handing over the family business. There will be bumps. There will be whatever. But look, if we're carrying society then we will be helping our politicians to become better, not tearing them down at every single opportunity, especially the young ones. Mm -hmm. uh, the vote is secret. Uh, go out and vote uh, and be safe and be well. And let's hope for a better Malaysia. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kennedy, for joining me today. I was speaking to Kennedy Michael, co-founder and communications coordinator of Gabungan Darurat Iklim Malaysia and lead coordinator of Undi Iklim Slango 2023. Again, just a search for Gabungan Darurat Iklim Malaysia uh, or also, I guess, uh, Gabungan um, Gabungan Bertindak Malaysia, isn't it, for more information. Uh, and do go and check out what all the candidates have said. But if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash earth. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.